Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast, and we are live from Nashville in baseball's winter meetings, and it has been slow, real, real slow, but there has been plenty to talk about, and plenty of fire, and plenty of excitement from some former Cubs, dare I say. Let me let me put it this way. Not only did we hear from Jed Hoyer today here in Nashville, we heard from Craig Council, new Cubs manager here in Nashville, right in this hotel, right there. We also had two former Cubs legends stop by this table. It's all coming up on the show. We got a lot to talk about. We want to get to the Otani rumors. What's going on? Are they in? Are they out? We got people. uh, Jed Hoyer's mad at somebody. He's yelling at somebody. We've got uh, reporters yelling at each other. We've had pretty much a little bit of everything. What we haven't had is Shohei Otani signing with a major league team. That's what we're waiting for. So uh, Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Delmando. Cody's been pacing back and forth, being reeled in, and then being disappointed. Then reeled back in by the Cubs in another report, and then disappointed by some. Then reeled back in. Ryan's been working. You know, he he talked to Jed. He talked to Council. And I've been over here, you know, eating Cinnabon and having caffeine and stuff. Staying awake. Trying to stay awake. No, <laughs> it's it's been an interesting two days. Not a whole lot has happened. But today, when Craig Council comes out and – the first thing that happened that was really interesting in chronological order is that Dave Roberts is sitting on one side of a wall and on the other side of the wall, I don't know, maybe 30 feet away from here is Craig Council and Gordon Whitmire, the former Cubs beat writer for the Sun-Times is sitting over here and he's listening to Dave Roberts. At some point he goes around and gets in on the council thing and says, Hey, uh, Craig, uh, Dave Roberts was really saying some, he was detailing the Otani. Do we have this clip where the interaction between council and Gordon Whitmire during the press right conference today? The program. We got it. Craig, have you guys met with Otani? And the reason I'm, this is in the context of Dave Roberts just described in detail their meeting with him. Um, have you guys met with him? I have not. As no, I have not. <laughs> So, I mean, on one side of the room, you had the Dodgers detailing everything they did with Otani. Mm-hmm. Now, afterwards, it seemed like maybe Roberts wasn't as excited that he had decided to go the truth route with that. And on the other side, you have the manager saying, okay, I haven't personally met with Shohei Otani, but he had already said that he had talked to some free agents. 
But the question was, have you met in person with Otani? No. Has the organization? I have not. I mean, so <laughs> that was his way of saying, sure, we have, but I don't want to say that we have. And I yeah. did not personally, face-to-face, in the same room, meet with Otani. That spread a thousand different ways. Take it however you want to take it. How did you take that, Cody, when the first stuff hit? Uh, related to the to council talk? Yeah, the council saying, I have not. Was that disappointing to you, or did you? No, because okay. I, I know that the Cubs aren't going to release anything based off how they've been acting. That's why it was so surprising that Dave Roberts was just like, rah, 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 let's tell everyone everything going on in my life. I, they might as well have just given him truth serum without even actually giving him truth serum. I mean, that's what <laughs> happened. And then their GM speaks like not even an hour later, and he's like shocked that Dave Roberts did that like uh it was one of those like uh what just happened moments at least whenever it came full circle uh that i mean i know that no one signed today like otani didn't sign today but as far as like the rumors and like things getting out there like it was kind of electric to watch play out from my perspective at least yeah i mean it was it was Hearing, yeah, hearing Gordon come, I was like Dave, saying Dave because well, because when he started, I'm like, okay, Gordon's gonna ask, and he's gonna say no. He's like, well, Dave Roberts just detailed that. I'm like, he did. It, it and then almost I was like, forced him to say something well, about it. But right? then I was yeah. like, yeah. I was like, what's Craig gonna say? And then he's like, I have not, I have not. So like, I don't think he's lying. Maybe maybe he hasn't. You know, like he just actually has not been in the the meetings. Yeah. Because then you know, obviously the follow up was his a front office, and he just said, I have not. So like, the, the exchange was funny sitting there watching it, and you know. I don't know if truthfully uh, Craig Council has not met himself with Otani. I, I don't know what that says. Well, about, he he could have done Cubs. a Zoom. He well, could have yeah, done a Zoom I, with them, right? I, I, just, I just don't know what that says about the Cubs, like chances of getting Otani or what their what their sure. conversations or whatever have been like. But um, I, I mean, yeah, like you said, people have kind of been taking a thousand different directions. I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing that Council hasn't met with him if he if he hasn't. Um, but yeah, for for Dave Roberts to be pretty open and honest about um, their meetings at Dodger Stadium and all that kind of stuff like that, that was a shock because everything we've heard was they want it to be secret. Anything leaks, they're gonna hold it against you know whatever team. So I, I but I don't know if you look at it as hey Dave Roberts knows they're going to get him and is comfortable talking about it or Which Dave he Rob- did say we feel very confident or Dave Roberts or, or really it's like uh it's like damn like well we're out we're not we know we're not going to get him now like let's just might as well talk about it you know like right. I, don't, I, don't, I don't like in a way I do find it hard to believe that Shohei Otani is not like, not going to sign with any team just because they talked about um that meeting with him like that if it's a team he wants to go to I I I find it really hard to believe like that's like, nope, never mind. You're out. Like I find right. it hard to believe, but it was a surprise to hear that Certainly Dave Roberts had been help. so it so might open it, about it. It might not help. We we just don't know. Like yeah. Like you're saying, Ryan, I I I don't know who in their right mind would say, like, ah, I told you not to say anything and now keep your six hundred million. <laughs> okay. So I I don't know about that, but it was interesting to see Roberts. I love the honesty. Yeah. From a manager. The reason he said he did, they said, why are you telling us all of this? And his response was, oh, I'm not going to sit here and lie. He asked me a question. Well, that's refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's refreshing. Now, may, it may or may not cost him Otani. I don't know. I saw one report saying that afterwards when he stood up, Roberts looked at his phone and was like his, his, his face changed as he was reading something. 
I, I, I didn't see that because we were over with council, mm-hmm. so I can't yeah. say whether or not that happened. But that that all would have been enough drama and fun to entertain me for the day. But then when Bob Nightingale, like an hour later, starts tweeting out the Cubs are out, too rich of a price, 10 years, 500 million. They're not interested. They're out. Bob actually tweeted that before council and uh, Dave Roberts spoke today. It was like right before noon when he said right that. Right before tweet. that. Yeah. So he tweets that saying that the Cubs are out uh, and that they, I think in his article, correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, mm-hmm. uh, that the Cubs like balked at five years or not five years, 10 years, 500 million. Yeah. And then and it, I, to me, it made it sound like, oh, the Cubs like don't want to go. They didn't want to go to that level. And it's like if that at least and now I'm just saying my opinion to me is like, if that's true, then why have they been in these rumors this entire time? Unless the market for him is completely different to what everyone thinks. And so then and like an hour after that, John Heyman tweeted that the, that's when the, the the news started pouring out that the Cubs haven't been told that they're that Otani isn't interested in them, which then makes you think, okay, uh, so it has nothing to do with money. Uh, and two, wh- who whatever was told to Bob Nightingale is not true at all. <laughs> at least that's what it looks like based off how things went out went on in so on social media. I suppose it's possible that what. Heyman reported might not have been true at all, too. Like, well, I could see well, both what, sides. What, of it, that, I, what I, that came from was Jed talking to, to the group of us reporters saying, you know, Jed, we ta- he was asked like right off the bat when he met with, you know, they had a, a big meeting room where all the GMs were in and, and, and media scrums. And, um, you know, he was off straight off the bat. Like, you know, there's been rumblings that you guys are not in on the Otani sweepstakes anymore. Can you comment on that? And he was just like, I don't know where that came from. If, I'll just let me get the exact quote because it's right there. I don't know where that came from. Uh, there's nothing to report whatsoever. And I think on the on all the Otani stuff, just like I would any free agent, I'm not going to talk about discussions or meetings or where it is, just going to keep that quiet like anything else. So he said, don't know where that came from, nothing to report. And then later on was asked if he's been giving any sort of like status update from Otani's camp, and he just said none, zero. None. Like no status update, no status check. So, again, I, I don't know who Bob Nightingale is talking to all I know is that when we spoke to Jed Hoyer um, essentially denied the room the the report and said there's just nothing new to report it it doesn't mean that the Cubs aren't out you know like it doesn't mean like the Otani's camp has decided like they don't want to go to the Cubs and just maybe maybe haven't told them or anything like that right right but um, from what Jed has said Tuesday at whatever time it was four o'clock p.m. central time like what from what Jed said the Cubs are not in his, as far as he knows, the Cubs are not out of the Otani Steve State. They didn't comment about any particular discussions or contract or whatever they've done whatever they've done. Um, but the, basically denied the report that they're out. Here's why I would say we should believe what Jed Hoyer is saying. We should believe what John Heyman is saying. This is why I believe that, because nothing else has happened from the Cubs. Yeah. Which signals what? They're waiting on Otani. Yeah. They're waiting on Otani like everybody else. If the Cubs had been told that they were out and they had balked at the number and and decided Otani is not our guy, they would be out there pursuing hard Bellinger Glass. Now, whoever the other guys might be, I think they'd have a deal done with one of those guys. So that seems reasonable. Uh, Jesse Rogers also reported uh, on the Waddle and Sylvie show that as Jed was coming in, 
there was a little bit of a heated exchange between Nightingale and and Jed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jed was not happy with Bob. So I would have loved to have seen that, but I didn't I, I didn't see it, but I would have loved to have seen oh, man. Uh, that exchange. Jealous, so, jealous that Jesse got to yeah, that. the tensions are getting a little high. There's a lot. There's a lot at stake here. There's there's the potentially arguably the greatest player in baseball history is on the line here and teams want him. And there's an insane amount of money on the line here as well. And some teams are going to get left disappointed and sure. nobody wants to be that team just yet so 29 teams will be disappointed that's right and so then uh craig council was also asked you know people are trying to get in a roundabout way to get him to comment on otani because we knew he didn't want to comment specifically on otani now he did he was asked as a fan have you ever seen anything like this and he's like well it's deserved i mean he's a great player he's mm-hmm. so unique that he deserves all of what he's getting uh, but then he was asked about the importance of needing that big bat in your lineup, right? Like we saw how Bellinger, when he was healthy, impacted the Cubs mm-hmm. lineup last year. Well, he's a free agent, so they don't have him. When, so when he says, the question is asked, what about the big bat? Let's hear the answer uh, from Craig Council. I mean, look, like I, I, we're solving for wins. That's it. And you can, you can, you win a rot, you win with players. There's 26 players that, that you get a chance to do that with. Um, how you utilize them is different. What they're good at is different. Um, and so that's, you know, and if you can get one player that adds up to a lot of wins, that's, that's helpful. There's no question about it. Um, but you're solving for wins, and that's a puzzle you're putting together. Um, that's, that's the hard part about roster building, um, and it's the challenge that every team faces uh, in an offseason with player movement. One one additional thing that's really exciting about having Craig Council as the manager, in addition to the fact that he's thought of as one of the difference makers with in-game decisions, is that, and he's talked about it himself even, he is a new voice, a new set of eyes. He's also getting a new set of eyes from the entire organization. So he described like when he comes in to a meeting yesterday, he walks into a meeting and there's 20 people he hasn't really met with before. Mm-hmm. But the next time when he comes in today, now he's got an opinion for those 20 people. So the Cubs may have looked at some of their prospects and he may have looked at some before, but now he's a second set of eyes. He can study, go back and look at game footage. He can go back and look at at bats. He can go back and look at all of that stuff and and help them try and form these decisions. If Otani falls through, the Cubs are going to have to be creative. That's the bottom line. Oh yeah, that like absolutely, and because we we've talked about it, and even if they were to you know just resign Bellinger, like they're back to square one. Like yes, in a way they're they're back to unless Bellinger has an even better year than he had this past season, they're back to what their roster was. So they do have to have major improvements this offseason. And like so, okay, so they get Otani. They're probably not going to get Bellinger at that point. Otani. Yeah, he'd be an upgrade over what Bellinger gave him last year, but how much? How much? How many more wins does it add to their record this season? Like that—that's up for debate. So, um, if they're really truly intent on competing, like they need to—they need more than, um, uh, you know, Otani would be great for sure. But I still think yeah. they need more than that. But if they don't get Otani, they're going to need more than just Bellinger or whoever it is. Like they'll need major improvements because that's just, just well, whether that's whether that's bat, whether that's pitching, whether it's whoever it is. They're going to need that because 
where they're at right now, just just roster wise, roster construction wise, they're not. It's not where they were at, at in in September, even when they were losing games. Like there's the roster is still worse off than when they were in yeah. September. So they need because to have those big improvements. They don't have Bellinger. They don't have Stroman right now. They're not an 83 win team. Yeah, they're yeah. They're, they're less than that. Yeah, less than that. I mean, and and so they have likely they have numbers wise they are. Yeah. So they have yes. to make those uh, additions and, and then more than what than just bringing back and running it back. They need to do more than that. Obviously, we've talked about that enough. And I just I just want to add that just logically thinking, if the Cubs are in the finalists to for Shohei Otani. I think they're smart enough, just logically thinking, they're smart enough to know that Shohei Otani isn't going to make the team like better than last year's team by himself. So, And they have to have put that thought process into how they can make the roster better with him. Like They've had to have gone through all the scenarios yeah, of with him and, and if they don't have him. And so that's why, to me, if they get him, then buckle up there's going to be a lot more to talk about as this offseason goes along you know i've read a few chats where people are like the cubs should spend all that money they'd give otani on like a bunch of other players and it's just like do you think they're you think all those players alone are going to make the team better rather than get otani and then add on with otani i don't think so i think you have if the best scenario is get otani and then Keep adding after that, which again, I think there's no like I, I logically can't come up with why the Cubs wouldn't add more after that. Well, it's exactly what you're saying. The reason we are sitting here tonight and nothing has happened with the Cubs isn't because they're sitting on their hands. We're sitting here because there's two paths in the road. The first path is to the left, and Shohei Otani says, I'm coming to Wrigley Field. Oh, and and like, that then lessens the bag for the rest of the stuff they can do. The other path is Otani says, no, I'm going somewhere else, and the bag should be bigger on the other side mm-hmm. for what they can do. So they can't just go out and start doing the sec- what we might call secondary moves. They still could be huge moves until we know what's going to happen with the massive fork in the road for the Cubs organization. And, and the same goes for a lot of these other teams. Now, uh, Council was also asked about Christopher Morrell because we love to ask about first base, third base. What do you think of Morrell? What do you think of Morel? You're a different set of eyes. What do you think of Christopher Morel? Yeah, I mean, I, I think just from looking at Christopher and just, all, all, you know, across the field and, um, you know, he's put himself in a position where he needs to be in the lineup, he needs to be on the field. Um, and that's that's a good thing. Now, now where, like, that's where we have to figure out. But I, I, I think, like, to, to sit here on like December 7th or whatever, no, December 3rd and say we've got to have it figured out I, I like or that he might be a versatile piece, like, yeah, I mean Mookie Betts was a versatile piece for, for a pretty good team, you know, so I think that's how, you know, I think he's earned his way into a lineup, there's no question about that um, he's an exciting young hitter um, just the nature of he's kind of forced his way into lineups and they, the Cubs have, up to this point, moved him around the field um, because he's forced his way into the lineup. And that's a good thing. Uh, I, I see that as a really good thing. The, the positional part, um, you know, we're, we're going to have to figure that out. Um, and that's, that's, that's going to be part of the challenge of, of spring training. But I don't know that I'm going to tell you, like, 
this is the position. Um, I don't think that helps the team. I think positional versatility, like, you know, you creates a good floor for your team so that when things inevitably happen to your team during the season, that you can, that you're choosing from better options than just one option. Um, and so that's where the, the players that have defensive versatility are incredibly valuable players. And so, I mean, it sounds like A, he likes Christopher Morrell, yeah. right? Like he's yeah. saying, I want this guy in our lineup. The, the versatility on defense thing, the only thing I say about that is if it's good versatility, mm -hmm. that's what you're looking for. You want to have effective versatility, not just uh, meh, I can have that versatility. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what we've talked about with Morrell, right? Like just like, has he played every position pretty much like six of them or whatever? Yeah. Have they, has it been good defense at all six of those positions? No, not really. So like there's a reason why he was DHing for the, like the last three months of the season last year, um, he has to get better defensively. And if that's at multiple positions, fine. But like he, like for him to be in the everyday lineup for the Cubs, just given his athleticism and, and all that stuff, like it, it needs to be in. Like they, they need the Cubs need to be able to deploy Morrell in the field. So that's defensively, positionally, like what he has to work on. Um, but like you said, like hearing Council talk about him, like he. He really likes Christopher Morrell as a hitter. Like he wants him in the lineup, but a lot of it just kind of depends on what can Morrell do this winter. Can he prove that he has a, a spot on the field? Whether that's maybe a couple different spots, you know, whatever. Okay, that, I think that you can live with that. That he, if he's playing good defense there, mm -hmm. just like you said, good defensive defensive versatility. But even if it's just one position, can he? be reliable enough for the Cubs to use him there. That That's such a huge question as well. We've talked about every time we've talked about morale, but like council kind of confirmed that it's like, he can't tell you right now, this is the position, um, but that he has, he has, he, or he does see him as a guy that forced himself into the lineup for good reason. I, I'm not even asking for good defense. I'm asking for average defense because the offense is there. The bat is there. Uh, yeah, you know, and I've stressed this plenty, man. There's so much upside in 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 this kid. That's why for me, you're moving him for a superstar caliber player, and that's about it. I'm not moving him for Tyler freaking Glass now, like someone. Uh, I think it was. Although you would like Glass now on the team, I would like Glass now on the yeah. team. I think it was. I th actually think it was Nightingale <laughs> who tweeted that today. Actually, uh, two L's in one day, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, what what I. But just real quick to interject on that, like what just some of the conversations I have had, the uh, like morale for Glasnow one for one type trade. Yeah, it doesn't it hasn't really been a real discussion. Like maybe some some of the way you could phrase it at, or you could, um you know, some of the way you could spin it or phrase it or whatever is that his name has popped up and not straight up as a one for one, like in different packages, depending like on, on both sides. Mm -hmm. um, but like a one for one morale for Glasnow, um, just what. I've kind of heard it's just that that's not really been the they would have the, to discussion. The, the, the real discussion. They would have you know? to send, you know, Parades or uh Diaz or Rosarena with Glasnow or something something like that. I don't all I'm saying is is that that that's the only like the only way I'm moving Morel is if you're getting, you know, some real quality players back yeah. who can who can play now. You know what I mean? And uh you know, I, I'm not surprised by what Council said, but I, I do love to hear that he, you know, is acknowledging how 
great of a player he is and you know the upside that comes with him right it's better than hearing all him say all these things he needs to improve on blah 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 this blah 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 that so yeah i mean uh christopher morell we've we've talked about him so much this offseason because the honestly the team in some ways like it i'm not if he takes an even bigger step next season it, it could you know mean even greater things for the cubs than you know more than just a division title depending on what else they do this offseason you know what i mean like that that's how much value that he brings with the bat and the fact that he can play potentially can play a couple other defensive positions again hoping for me hoping for average defense just not make all the plays that you need to be able to make to play whatever position it is uh you know good enough you know what i mean yeah and and as we've seen he's struggled in certain spots mainly in the outfield Mm -hmm. all right uh steven we let's get to some uh one super chat we have right hello to everybody in the live chat uh thanks for joining the live youtube feed best way to enjoy the experience is to subscribe to the chgo sports youtube page what do you got for steve five dollars super chat from shy town real estate instead of otani would you be in favor of glass now beaver and hater instead wow glass you'd have now, a, I mean, bieber and hater yeah you'd have some kind of pitching staff but the problem is well, that, that 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 doesn't a lot of it, you're giving up a lot of prospects that, to get well, for two guys with one year left but not even that it's a, it's a completely different positional fit like otani's not pitching next year you're 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 getting those three, and I think your pitching staff is really good. But what about your lineup? Yeah, well, your lineup would need a lot of work still. Yeah, like so uh, a lot. I don't. I don't think it, it depends on your flavor. Do you uh, want the bat or do you want? I need really more good offense up than and down that. The order? I, yeah, I, yeah. I can't watch a uh, zero offense. Team. Yeah, I, I don't think. So me personally, I and, can't. And I can't wait to see Josh Hader sit in the bullpen in the ninth inning because the Cubs can't score any runs, <laughs> so they're not leading going into the it, ninth inning. Listen, the I, the concept of it, I don't hate in that. Like, if you if you don't yeah, get Otani, can you can you go find three big fish that'll make you still feel full? Right. And the answer is yes, potentially, but I'd mm-hmm. still rather have the big fish on my plate. That's we, we kind of talked about last week how um, glass now makes a lot of sense, even if they get Otani, because yeah, be, because Otani won't pitch next year anyway. Mm-hmm. Glass now will, yeah. will pitch fill the void for a year, fills the void yeah. for a year. And then you have Otani coming back in 2025. And who knows? You could obviously if, if glass now plays pitches well enough to where you want to consider resign him great go ahead but for the one year like it it, it, it yeah. he does fill that void yeah and the, it's the same thing for beaver too so what what does ben zobrist what does ben zobrist think about the otani free agency thing ah that's what we call a tease that's coming up in the show because the world series mvp was here live right at this table my earlier friend. today uh but cody Another exciting thing we want to tell you about is ComEd, of course. It's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles right now. That's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it. Yeah, the electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence toward an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. So what should uh, business owners do? Well, Luke, let me tell you. Go to ComEd.com slash clean. That's what they should do Mm -hmm. to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric if you own a business don't wait luke start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles good for business good for the planet good for all of us go to comed.com slash clean 
did you say comed.com slash clean? Yeah, go now and see how electric how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. I got to tell you, when we get home from Nashville, the first thing I've got to do is put down the carbs. Put down the carbs, the Cinnabons, the, you know, the burgers, that burger the that turkey burgers. Today. Yeah, <laughs> got to stop it all. Now, that doesn't mean I want to get rid of carbs because, or, you know, things that have carbs because those foods are great. Bread is great. Tortillas are great. Love them all. But what you can do is what Hero Bread did. Find solutions that have less carbs, more protein, more fiber. It makes them better than the competition. So uh, if you need a low-carb option to fit your lifestyle or dietary constraints, founder Cole Glass baked 100 muffins per day before he found the perfect blend that fit his allergy constraints. That's what pushed him to start Hero Bread. Here's the crazy thing. Yes, it has less carbs. Yes, it has more fiber. The stuff is great, soft, fluffy bread. I love the tortillas. Let me tell you, the tortillas will take your fajitas and kick them up a notch. And right now, Hero Bread is offering the CHGO family 10% off your first order. Just go to Hero.co and use the code CHGO to save on Hero Bread today. That's H-E-R-O dot C-O to save 10% today. Um, before we go to Zobris, Nightingale tweeted, 13 minutes ago that while the Cubs and the Rays have exchanged or engaged in trade talks for Tyler Glass now, the Cubs will not give up Christopher Morrell simply for a one-year rental. So that, I guess it kind of backtracks what he tweeted earlier today, but, or it either back, either back, backtracks, or he's just stating the obvious. I don't know. So that report we like, the other report we don't like. Well, I think we don't want to give up <laughs> Christopher Morrell for one year of Tyler Glass now. Hopefully, I, don't, I don't know how to read the tweets. I, I, I made a TikTok earlier. I'm convinced Bob Nightingale is just doing a bit. It's just all semantics. <laughs> Everything is semantics here. It's just it's a game of shadows. For sure. We're, we're sitting in a game of shadows, and we're watching it play out in person in Nashville. Absolutely. Now, one guy you can trust is Ben Zoberst. Absolutely. So the we World called, Series MVP. Yeah. We called up the World Series MVP, friend of the show, as you know. Talked to him back in August, That's and true. he lives here in Nashville. And we said, hey, you know, Ben, want to come hang out again? And sure enough, who comes walking through the door? Ben Zoberst. Looks like he could still play. I'm just saying. Looks like he could still play. Uh and he sat down and he talked to us. So we're going to play a little clip. We got some of uh, Ben Zobrist early this morning. Let's hear him. All right. Very excited to have uh, 2016 World Series champion Ben Zobrist back with us. We should just call you fen- friend of the show now. I mean, that's why I'm back here with you guys. I oh. had so much fun the first time. Why not? We came to your house. We came to Nashville. Baseball winter meetings. We're all waiting for stuff to happen. Uh, Shohei Otani. People want to talk about where he's going to go. And the, the Cubs are trying to make moves. What do you remember about your time in free agency and, and what the experience is like? Well, yeah, it was it was definitely very crazy. I mean, I, I came off uh, the World Series uh, victory with Kansas City at the time. And, you know, it starts just a few days after the World Series is over, right, where you start getting calls and start talking to, to various GMs and, and trying to figure out, you know, what the offers are potentially out there. And I was lucky enough that uh, I had several teams that were interested coming out of free agency we had some amazing players that free agent year and it seemed for whatever reason that there was talk about a lot of teams very kind of waiting to figure out what i was going to do because then it, I, w- I could fit into different pieces and then they could get their 
uh, get their big pitcher or their big uh, other position player that was on the market, which is kind of weird being a utility guy. Not not as valuable, not as big of a contract, but they were kind of like, if we can get him, then we can piece together these other things. Uh, so it was very, very crazy to feel like, I, you know, I was a guy that that many teams wanted at the time. What was when you were a free agent, what is are a couple things that really you wanted? Like you really wanted to see in, in, in teams and what they were presenting? Well, uh, of course, you know, even after winning in Kansas city, you want to, you want to see that the team is, is on the upswing because you don't want to sit, you know, go to a team and just get paid uh, a, you know, whatever your max free agent contract ability is just to go to a team and, and, and lose. That's never fun for a competitor. And so you, you want to see that this team has a plan. So all, all, even if they're, they had a terrible year that year, they're going, here's where we're at. Here's what we got in the minor leagues. These guys are going to be coming up. It's just going to, it's going to take a couple of years for us to get there. I actually, I believe at the time the Braves were in that situation where they were a pretty, uh, you know, they were kind of in a tough spot as an organization had been in the last place. Now look at them, right? They, they've been amazing the last several years, but, but at the time they were struggling. And, and I remember they even came to Nashville, sat in my living room, and talk to me about the organization. Yes, it's going to take a couple years. Uh, we're not going to be probably good this next year or even maybe the second year, but the third year, by the third year of your contract, we believe we're going to win and we have a chance at winning it all. You know, it's kind of like we're still in development stage. And then you have others that are like, we're ready right now. We're making trades. This is, you know, we need this to happen ASAP. And ultimately I decided uh, there's a mix. You, you want to also see how am I going to fit as a veteran? You're looking for, how am I going to fit with this particular team? Looking at their young guys, where are they at in their career? Their older guys, is there a position player fit for me here? Where where it's not just do I fit on the field in the lineup, but it's uh, do I fit with this particular makeup of this team? And I think you start knowing guys around the league too after you've been in it a while. And 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 I just felt like obviously I had Joe Madden at the time was the manager of Chicago and Dave Martinez was the bench coach. And I knew those guys from Tampa Bay. So it was kind of like from a coach standpoint, I trust them at that point. It was looking at, man, they got Rizzo. They got Chris Bryant. They got Javi Baez. They got Addison Russell. They got uh, John Lester. They got Dave, David Ross. I mean, they had all these guys, John Lackey was coming on board, Jason Hayward. So I was like, this is going to be a very good team. And if any time that the final factor that really kicked it over the edge for me is, hometown uh state illinois but also it was this thing is is so historic it hasn't been done for so long that that if if we were to be able to make it happen in the next four years i'm like to be a part of that team would be the penultimate championship to go win so the cubs don't have that last piece to sell anymore because they did reach the top of the mountain but we still if you're still trying to find a way, a piece of hope that Otani might sign with the Cubs, it is what Ben Zobrist is talking about, that he looks at the Cubs and he says, you know what? Their dollar amount might not be exactly the highest offer on the table, but there's something in my gut that tells me they're the best fit for me. And, and that, listen, that might have nothing to do with West Coast. That might not have anything to do with all of the other stuff. It just might be a gut feeling about the franchise, the ballpark, the teammates, the manager, mm -hmm. uh, all of those things. So we we don't know. But we also asked him specifically, Ben Zobrist, about Otani because he is, let's be honest, he's like a unicorn, right? 
he is the unicorn of Major League Baseball. And here's what Ben Zobrist had to say about Otani. Um, with Otani, there's all these rumors out there. And you mentioned, you know, you don't want to just go to the place where you can get the max contract and lose. But, like, all these rumors we've heard about Otani, you know, he wants to stay on the West Coast because he's comfortable out there. And, uh, you know, now we're hearing about Toronto because he likes Toronto. Like, how much really goes into really making that decision outside of, you know, you mentioned, you know, being Illinois, come, coming back to your home state, sure. the 108 year curse that sure. was, all these little things. Like, when it comes down to it, when you, right before you sign that dotted line, like, what was the one big thing that just really convinced you that this is where I want to be? Well, it really depends on the guy. It really does. And it depends on where they're at in their career. If they've never won, if they've been on a losing team, probably usually the top thing for that particular guy goes into like, are we going to win? Mm-hmm. Because I want to play in the playoffs and I want to play in the world series. You know, he's used to playing in those situations, world baseball classics, you know, like these uh, Olympic events and like, he wants to be on the biggest stage, right? Not just win the MVP in the regular season probably, but he, he's made it clear like they haven't won there and, and he wants to win. So I think that's gotta be probably near the very top of the list for, for any competitor that hasn't won. Uh, but then outside of that, it really go. It's really a personal thing. Is it like, is it your quality of life off the field? Is it, uh, the amount of travel that that particular team has to do, because you got to think about how long they're going to end up being in this particular location. You know, I knew this about Chicago too, as an older player, they are one of the least amount of flying miles of any team in the major leagues. Yeah. So that's why Chicago is such a great selling point for, for, for older players. Now it kind of balances out a little bit with the day games. Cause that makes it harder on an older player too. Right. But I was like willing to give that up for the sake. We're not traveling near as much. It's going to be way easier than I was on the East Coast. I was on the West Coast. I knew what it was like being on different coasts travel-wise. It's kind of crazy depending on who's in your your division. So that kind of stuff factors in. If they're thinking longevity-wise, they're, they're probably thinking about those types of things. But I, at the end of the day, every player is a little bit different. Every person is a little different, you know, in what they, what they really care about. Have you You're, ever seen – a free agency anything like what Shohei's having is like arguably one of the biggest free agents ever record-breaking numbers potentially and no one's hearing anything no no I'm not but I also (laughs) I also there has never been a player like him it's true never especially not in the modern day where there has been a hot stove you know market kind of situation where where any team can bid on him so you know he is the the Babe Ruth of the modern era for us. I mean, he does it all. And I think that that any uh, publicity that goes along with that and, and the fact that people don't really know is also like just makes it that much more climactic, right? Mm-hmm. About what's he actually going to choose, what's actually going to happen. And uh, I, I expect rumor, you know, quite a bit of rumors, but like at the end of the day, it's going to be a shock you know, for everybody when, when it happens, because this guy changes, he changes the game in, in both sides. That's what's so crazy. Well, he's uh, Ben Zobrist, obviously right about that. If you want to hear the whole interview that we did earlier this morning with Ben Zobrist at this table, it will be coming out on YouTube. It'll be posting at eight fifteen central time. So pretty much right after this podcast tonight, then the Zobrist interview in its entirety will also be joining the uh, YouTube stratosphere. So if you want to watch the whole thing, what Ben Zobrist had to say, check that out. Look, uh, 
look for the YouTube post uh, coming up at 8.15 uh, tonight. <clears throat> One interesting thing I did hear about Otani tonight was uh, Brian Kenny was posting a stat. He was talking to Mark DeRosa live on MLB Network, right just across the hall from here. Mm-hmm. And he said, one thing about Otani, everybody keeps saying that he's this great dual threat player, which he is, right? But the price tag part that's making people hesitant is the pitching part, which we all know he's coming. This is his second Tommy John. And he went back and he said he he started adding up the numbers for how many innings Otani has pitched in his 20s. And I believe he said the average innings per season is 68 innings. And then he looked at DeRose and he said, do you really think that number is going to be higher in his 30s after a second Tommy John? Well, that's going to be one of, I don't know if that's going to be an argument that team is making, but that is going to be something that's in the back of a mind of a major league team Mm -hmm. if the number starts getting too high for them. Mm -hmm. Because that is a concern. You don't necessarily want to give $600 million for just a pitch or for just a hitter, right? That that's yeah. that's I could see teams saying. So we'll see where the number ends up. It's going to be really interesting. I still think it's going to be close to six hundred. Yeah, I don't know. I, we've heard. <laughs> I mean, what five hundred million was like the starting point all year, and then we heard like, oh, is he going to get five hundred after the injury? And obviously, the rumors now are back to like, oh, it could even hit six hundred. What if what if he's what if he's this great hitter, and he's your closer down the line? How much are you paying for a closer? I'm just saying, like, if down the line, if down the line, money for the if down the line, you're like, well, we still have to get our money's worth, and he can't stay healthy and pitching all the time. But what if he pitched twice a week as our closer in big situations? Yeah, it depends how much how much money you're because it would depend how much money are you. I mean, when you just you know balancing it out, like you're spending a lot of money. You're either spending a lot of money on a closer, or most of that money is going to one hitter, right? Yeah. Well, it would just depend how you balance that out. What if he's just a unicorn, like we said, and he just stays healthy after this year, and he actually does pitch more <laughs> for innings. the rest of his contract. He, he pitches more innings <laughs> that, in his 30s than he did yeah. in his 20s. That, that would, that would be spectacular. That would be a unicorn. Yeah, sure. it would. I mean, that's <laughs> that's foot, leprechaun. Yeah, that is Shohei Otani. <laughs> that is legitimately how I view this dude, like because normally. For a high, you know, a, a big contract, theoretically speaking, you know, like we've been seeing these last handful of years, 300, 350, $400 million contracts, all the ones who have been getting it, like, that are 30 years old, I, like, I would have been staying away from this if it wasn't Shoei Otani. This, is, this guy is different, bro. Like, that's, that's the way I feel about it. You don't have to agree with me. I know there's people in the chat who don't, but... To me, the he he does things that no one else can. I'd and still, that, yeah, I'd I, rather have him than Aaron Judge. Yeah, right. I mean, Aaron Judge just got I'd a huge. I'd rather contract. have him than anyone else in yes. the league. Yes, anyone. So, just know. like Cody would rather have Circus Sportsbook than any other book well, yeah. out there to places. Absolutely, it's gambles. Three reasons why I would rather have Circus Sportsbook than any other sportsbook. Okay, let me tell you, Luke Ryan, uh, tight money line splits. That's one reason, right? Games will strive to be a minus 110 split on the sports menu, unlike other sports books, which may use minus 115 or minus 120 splits. Circus Sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets, especially compared to other books. Circus Sports does not limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do limit winning players. They actually encourage betters 
to download and explore other sports betting apps available so they can compare the lines and see just how much the other books are taking away, uh, you know, their their ability to get more money. So uh, and finally, the other third reason or the other reason that I love this sports book so much is their cu- customer service. You're actually talking to people, not chat bots. There's a lot of chat bots used on other sports books. All aspects of the app are being created by the same team that runs the main Circa sports book at Circa resort and casino in Las Vegas. So download the Circa sports, Illinois app at circasportscom slash Illinois dash app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for circuit events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a gambling problem or may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text GAMB to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. You know where you will be winning at? Mid, uh, Midtown Athletic Club. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm, You're mm-hmm. Definitely winning at Midtown Athletic Club. Um, I mean, we, we keep talking about it, but like that, me and Cody went there last week. Luke wasn't able to join us. You're never like talking about it. You brag about it. You brag about it. Well, it's because you 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 know you weren't able to join us. Humble of you. It it was it was excellent. It was it was one of the best gyms, not just in Chicago, but just anywhere I've ever been. One of the best gyms I've ever seen. Uh Midtown Athletic Club. We love Midtown. It's actually got four Chicago land locations. Palatine in the northwest suburbs. So Luke's neck of the woods, uh Bannockburn in the North Shore, Willowbrook in the southwest suburbs, and then the Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. Which is where me and Cody got to go and explore. Herb, who's off to the side, was was also able to go hang out with us. Um, but yeah, Midtown Palatine has launched a multi-million-dollar transformation of the club, which will be complete in early 2024. Listeners can lock in favorable rates if they join before the end of the year. Midtown Athletic Club's got something at the clubs for everyone, whether you're single, whether you're you know you have kids. People looking to make lifestyle changes, you know, holistic wellness. You just want to play basketball or tennis all day, like Mark Harmon. Um, it's got something for everyone. Again, Midtown, one of the nicest gyms, probably the nicest fitness club I've ever been to, actually. Uh, it's got some cool club features, super luxe locker rooms with wet and dry saunas and premium amenities. Uh, it has amazing outdoor and indoor pools and hot tubs. A collection of boutique fitness studios with more than 100 classes per week included in the membership. And it's not just gym quality. The spaces are boutique quality. It's also got the best tennis courts and programming in the sport. Midtown has indoor and outdoor tennis, pickleball, and paddle tennis. Uh, USTA professional quality all the way. So now head over to midtown.com slash CHGO to find out more and to tour the Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. I'm telling you, just go on the tour. Go on the tour and then come back and tell me I'm wrong because this is these are some of the best gyms. You could find Shohei. We can get you a membership. I'll, he comes here. We I'll, kick in a membership. I'll help. I'll kick pay, in a membership. I'll get it. Yeah. I'm in. Who's going to say no? <laughs> Midtown? They're not going to say no. Absolutely not. CHGO? They're not going to say no. The chat? They're not going to say no. Uh, we had Ben Zobrist live at this table today. We had Jed Hoyer live right over there. We had Craig Council live right over there. And then to cap off the nice day, the Hall of Famer, the Hawk, Andre Dawson, walked right through here, stopped and talked to CHGO. So, you know, I asked him, do you think Otani will hand the blank check like you did to the Cubs and say, just fill it out, just fill it out? <laughs> to which his answer was, 
No. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's just a quick laugh. It's like, hell Which no. is no way, and yeah. it'll never happen again. But he did say, listen, Otani is an unbelievable talent. Uh, we'll probably put that out on social media later. So I'll look for that on the social channels, the, the Instagram, the, the, the Twitters. You know, all the fun. Th- do we have a talk? Do we have a talk yet? We do have a talk. We get the talk. A tick and a talk? Tick and a talk. And uh, also, then we asked him about, you know, he, he wants to be a Cubs cap in the Hall of Fame. He said that from the very beginning, Andre Dawson has said he wanted to be in the Hall of Fame as a Cub. Well, he really is pushing the Hall of Fame to change his plaque to be a Cub. And, you know, I asked him about it. He was like, well, I feel like I'm a Cub lifer. I was there? I was here for a third of my playing time and it it's it made a huge difference and it's also personal some of the stuff that happened when he wasn't a cub right there, there's more to it than that but do you think cooperstown will change his cap to a cubs cap yeah we kind of talked about this last week whenever yeah. that news kind of came out i don't know how a process works but it's their decision. That's it, that's the crazy part about it. Like I think the player ought to ought to have one hundred percent choice. Well, I think yeah. what we what we learned or what I read don't. was that it was like always the player's decision or something like that. And then um, I don't know, like early two thousands, it changed to like just Cooperstown. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I more recently has kind of become like a collaboration. Um, but I I don't remember specifically when that would have happened. But like it, it could have been where. He just wasn't consulted on it, you know? Right. Um, which, but I'm sorry to interrupt you, Cody. I'm just gonna say like it, uh, Andre Dawson in a Cubs cap. It just like, he's, yeah, th- this is where he made his mark. His name, he was a great player obviously before that, but like, this is where he made his mark and his name and like earned his hall of fame career. Like, this from hearing him talk like this, is what he can, what he considers the reason he's on the hall of fame is the part of his Cubs career. Right. So I mean, he was great with the Expos, but he was an MVP with the Cubs. Yeah. I mean, do I think that Cooperstown will change it? No, because baseball just likes to make everything hard. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, I just think that the player should always be the one to choose. And so maybe maybe Andre Dawson wanting to change his cap might lead that back to, you know, letting the player choose. Like, no matter what – whether you're great with one team or whatever. like let's use John Lester down the road, right? Like he was his, he was great with the Red Sox. And he was great with the Cubs. How do you even like, how, how does the hall of fame even measure that? Like he won a world series of both teams. You just let the player choose. You know what I mean? So hopefully this leads to it, letting them, letting the players choose more so, like just have the full on decision. That puts a lot of pressure on the player sometimes too. Yeah. Well, yeah but I, you know, Otani, when it's he goes in, is he going to have the Angels cap or is he going to have the Cubs hat? He's going to have the Cubs cap. I don't know. When they're going to sign him and then over 10 years, they're going to win 10 Tough championships. Call. 10 probably, championships. Probably the Cubs hat. No doubt. If they give him $600 million, that's $600 million reasons why he should wear the Cubs hat. We didn't, the Hall of Fame. we didn't like comment on it right after the Zobris clip, but when he said this, the Babe Ruth of like our time. like mm-hmm. that, It is. That, that is a very is. like high praise for As far Otani. as like transcending the game? Like Babe Ruth transcended the game yeah. when like Luke was a little kid. Right. Uh, not little. Oh, no, come on. This is come on, Cody. Cody. What an unnecessary Cody. shot after Cody. two long days. Cody, after hold two on. long days here. Cody, he wasn't a little kid. He was like a pre- preteen, teenage age, at least. Shots. You know, 
Luke saw him point and call <laughs> yeah. a shot. He was that beautiful historic Wrigley Field. All I that. know is when we were on Luke and Cody's wild adventure, the pro bass shop in the town bass here. Pro shop. Whatever. <laughs> when we were on that long journey, Luke and Cody's wild adventure, we weren't stopping for me. We had to pause for a second because I was going too fast for Cody. Is that true? Well, I, my feet Uh-oh. were. Oh, oh my uh-huh. goodness! My feet were. My feet were donezo by the end of yesterday, and they were already done when See? we went on the swap. And you know what? I didn't go to Midtown Athletic Club last week, but if I do, I could be training for a marathon. All right. When I do, credit to Luke. <laughs> he he. You know. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, Babe Ruth. Where were you at? You were, you were saying, "Oh, transcending the you game." Transcending oh, sorry. the game, man. Yeah, and and that's honestly that's what Otani's done. Like he, I, I mean, do you sit here and say he's a Hall of Famer now? Like, that's definitely up for debate, right? Like, but as I far as I, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, mm-hmm. and I don't think, like, off the top of my head, I could say yes or no, honestly. Like, I, but I, I. I, I don't know. I'd probably I, lean towards no, I just because no. it hasn't that, been that, a no. He hasn't played in a while. But what I will say is. Has he transcended the game in a way that few other players have? For sure. Has it been uh, over a long period of time? No, but who has done in baseball history what he's done? Pitching, you know, starting pitching, hitting all the home runs that the Angels could have ever wanted him to hit. Like, who who has done what Otani has done? Nobody. And so when you're talking about transcending the game, like, that's, that's very valid. So in a way, like, again, it's hard to compare – him to Babe Ruth as far as like, oh, you know, whatever. But like he has transcended the game in a way that guys like Babe Ruth were able to, or Hank Aaron was able to, just because he has done something that no one's seen before. I think, yeah, I don't know when it's going to come, but down the line, I just see more two-way players. And I see more teams giving players the chance to be a two-way player. And Oshoe Otani will be the reason for that. And that's what I mean by transcending the game. The Cubs have a prospect that – that they drafted that one that wants to be a two way player. He had Tommy John this mm-hmm. past season. I forgot his name. I remember him doing an interview with Nazir Moulet. Yes, thank you, Nazir Moulet. And like right out of high school, listened to him do an interview with MLB Network, and he has he has the personality, the swag, and everything. Based off that interview, I was convinced that he we were going to create our own Shohei Otani. Had to have <laughs> Tommy John surgery, so we're we're pushing that back a few years. Anyway, getting off topic, but what? This is what I mean about Otani, though. Like guys with that want to try and do that, and there's just not a lot of players that can do that, you know. Yeah. So I got a question: Who who are the teams that are in on this? Right, Toronto. Do we have a to tor network? Not we yet. We not do yet. Tr. We don't. Trnt. Uh, who else? The Dodgers. Do we have uh, LAX yet? No, we do no, not. not. No, we do not. No, we not. Who else is in on it? Giants. 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 Do we have SANF? Sanf? I don't think so. No, we, no, we do not. No, we do not. No, we do. Who else is in on it? Who else? Uh, who else is in on it? Baltimore. B A L T. Balt. Do we have Balt? No, we do not. No, we do. Look at it. What if it was Boston? Like B S T N. That's such an easy one, right there. We don't have it. Yeah. So if Otani's looking to have the best coverage for his stardom. Mm-hmm. Where else is he going to get it right now? CHGO. CHGO. Because we're here at the winter meetings. And we're willing to give you the membership to Midtown Athletic Club. 
and a diehard for one, card. For one year and a diehard card, which, well, that comes with the <laughs> you signing. You that thing that down comes and you're the signing. Yeah. Comes with the signing. And yeah. the free shirt. We give you the merch, shirt. too. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just give you the merch. Yeah, seriously, I'll just throw it at your face. And beg you to wear it. And beg you to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> We're not worthy. Uh, Please just wear the merch. Uh, and you know what? We might throw in free carpet for your new pad when oh, you get to great. Chicago, Evanston, wherever you want to live. Um, with Empire Today, you get to shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire Today is the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, you have copycats out there, but they just can't meet what Empire can offer. You might want to go to the big box store and look for your new flooring. The problem is you go there and the guy that's helping you today was working in plumbing, selling Kohler toilets yesterday. And the day before that, he was in the lumber section. That's not the guy you want for flooring. An empire, that's all they do, flooring. And they have the virtual floor designer, which allows you to see what your new flooring will look like in your house, in your space. It's incredible technology. Schedule a free home in estimate today. All listeners can receive, Ready? this is true, even for Otani, all listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use the promo code CHGO. Tack that on to the $600 million, and now we've offered $600 million $350 using the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. Any other uh, super chats or live chats that we got to? Uh... No, we are all caught up. Caught I, up? I, I, saw, caught up. I saw one comment from my girl Tanya in the chat and it said, Go Illini, Illinois 98, FAU 89. I'm talking myself into a final four run. I'm ready to be heard again. Let's go. Well, they're going to lose. <laughs> To Missouri and we're gonna lose the, here in a couple we're weeks. Anyway. Mizzou in two weeks, but we're still going to the Final Four in March. Can't wait. Where are we eating tonight? <laughs> it's uh, eight o'clock. Where are we eating tonight? Right, I, I put this in the chat. I am literally going to eat more than any of you have, have ever show seen. Show I, I put in there. Where are we eating tonight? I'm surprised, What's I'm surprised you're not going to send the money again. Uh, we need we, a lot more than we will not now. let Steven drive us to Chick Fil A. Oh well, I, I've got good news because one of us is driving, and it's not going to be me. Guess what I'm holding here. Is it the big beast? It's the big beast. Oh man, oh, well, this car we have—I don't want to say what—I don't want to say what kind because our friend at Ray Auto would hook us up with a better vehicle than this. Absolutely. But I'm just going to tell you, this is such a monster vehicle that Stephen was so intimidated that we were just like—it was like he was driving a Humvee down the road I pretty with much like was. a massive gun on top or something <laughs> that was throwing off our balance. It was just well. To be fair, the front left tire was also way underinflated. Still is, by the way. So enjoy one of you driving that. Mm. Well, I'll just say, I, at I one mean, point, I thought we ran somebody over, but we didn't. <laughs> Thankfully, we pulling, I was we pulling a, out of Chick-fil-A. I was backing up and hit the brake a little too hard. Yeah. Well, and I thought Betty was underneath the left rear <laughs> tire. Anyways, uh, hopefully Otani signs tomorrow. and then Or something happens. Who knows? Hopefully the dominoes start to fall tomorrow. Hopefully we get more likes. 200 plus watching only Come on, 76 hit the likes on the way Come out are you kidding me who else is here with eight we wide? who else is eight wide here we, we are going right now ah. we are literally the only people left yeah. in this hotel tonight. listen for you we're the we're for the you. first ones here we're like clark griswold first ones here last ones to leave oh, yeah yep. credit to us that's how we go even if the park is closed we're here so we hope you'll join us again tomorrow if something happens in the nighttime we will break in with a live breaking news edition of our podcast so Wait for that too. Check social media. Refresh, just like we are. Refresh, refresh, refresh. That Zobers video also. If you 8 want to see the rest of it. Yeah, it's coming out here in 15 minutes. So. 
until then, thanks for checking out the CSGO Cubs podcast live from Nashville. Thanks for watching. Thanks for all the live chats. And we will see you tomorrow right here. Until then, fly the W. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.